Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine, grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire. And oh man, I- I'm just going to let you guys know right now. I got one of my Instagram crushes on. And I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one because another guest um, of Earplay and also Dear Friend has also mentioned that they crushed on you. Um, but I'm so excited I feel like I have to give like all the names if possible so people understand who you are. But I am blessed to have Marissa Rosa Grant, a.k.a. DJ Miraz, a.k.a. Marissa Daddy on Instagram. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. What a beautiful entrance. Wow, wow, wow. Who are these crushes? Um, I'm blushing. I, I, I'm pretty sure you know somebody by the name. Oh, I don't know. Naya. Oh my goodness! It's a mutual thing. See, I see, hope they know. <laughs> I, I think I think they do because we've okay, definitely okay, talked about you. So yes, <laughs> you know, and I'm just trying to get up in the mix. I'm just saying, like that—that's the homie. But I'm just like at the same time, I'm like I—I I would like a date too. Like, listen, I'm trying to come up to Canada too. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love that. I'm trying to come to America, y'all. Yay. Like you're having a great time out there. But you know America's trash. Like, let's be real. I know this. I know this. <laughs> I'm just trying to go to California. I just want to see what it's like. It's wild. All I know is Instagram. It looks like where all the celebrities are. I don't know. You know, it's funny. People say it all the time. They're like, damn, Saf, you probably always run into folks. And I'm like, okay. It's kind of like... If you live in a certain area, yes, yes. You know, will you see a porn being filmed next door? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Will you run into your favorite, you know, actor, actress, singer, songwriter, whoever? Maybe. It just all depends. It's all about the area code, to be honest. Uh-huh. Or, you know, you just go to school with folks who just later on become very famous, you know, the whole nine. It's just, Ooh. it is what it is. It is what it is. It's all about the location. But we're not talking about location tonight. We're going to get down and dirty about a a few things. Um, I definitely want to talk about you being in the drag culture, which is crazy Mm -hmm. to me because as much as we follow each other on Instagram, I did not put two and two together. And it was (laughs) Sanaya that like was, you know, telling me like, yo, you should talk to them about them being a drag king and I'm like wait Mm. hold the fuck up what (laughs) how did I miss that and then on top of that it's not only just you know like out there it's in the bio of your fucking Instagram (laughs) but let's be real who really pays attention to bios nowadays right Mm -hmm. it's very true (laughs) yeah so you know I definitely want to get down and dirty about that and I also want to talk about strapping up I've never really talked about strap on sex Um, I'm just now getting back into the groove of strapping on. Um, Had a little shorty come over last night. And oh, yeah, it it was magical. It was magical. So the door handles, she's she's small enough that I was able to pick her up and fuck her midair as she was holding on to the restraints. And you're looking for tips from me? Listen, listen. (laughs) So here's the funny thing. I'm about to like pull it out. So... (laughs) You know, I wanted to go and get like a real harness. I had to go to like one of the sex stores down the street from me, which at first I was like, oh, it's probably like janky as fuck because it looks janky on the outside. But it was actually pretty legit. Like I only really go to one. But like I already fucked it up because I cleaned it. Now I can't. That's the that's the hard part. It really it either is. Either tangled up. I wish there was. There's like the underwear style ones, like the boxer style ones. I'm really into those now because it's not all these like all these loose parts that you have to tangle, untangle. It just makes the transition really fast. I was gonna say because like I feel like after the deed is done, you just throw it in the wash and there you go, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Okay, we're gonna get into that in mm-hmm. in a bit, but like yeah, I'm low key annoyed. 
I'm annoyed right now. I have to wait for my Dom boyfriend to come back. I'm like, listen, I think I fucked it up. And he's like, don't worry. I'll untangle it for you, babe. I got you. He's the one that always like usually puts me on in it and then lets me do what I gotta do. Amazing. I love to double team. I love to double team. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. So Marissa, you identify as they, them or your name, correct? Mm -hmm. So I have to ask, you know, with being in drag, let's just start from the beginning. From the Mm get-go, there was a lot of things I didn't know about drag culture until fairly recently. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm now realizing also that there is quite a bit of um, a community going on with folks who are non-binary in the drag community, which to me was like, I always wondered, you know, now with the pronouns and stuff, how does that work? Like, Mm -hmm. you identify yourself as a drag king, but, you know, outside of drag, of course, like I said, they, them. So how how did it come to be? Like, where did you find the community? Let's mm-hmm. just, you know, start from the get-go. So um, I started drag back in, I think, like mid-2019. And it came to be as I was getting more into, like, queer community and meeting more, uh, like, trans and non-binary folks at the time I identified as like a cis lesbian and I used she her pronouns but I was very much like involved in the community in the sense like I started out my whole journey by reposting people's events so there was a lot of different shows and I wanted to kind of go to all of them so that it can reach like black queer community more so that they see someone else who's attending these and then go to the events so I was doing that for a while and then I started to see drag king shows pop up and I was just so fascinated by it because all I've ever seen were drag queens absolutely and in Toronto like there's just a lot of like white drag queens um, I knew a few a few of the kings. I started to get to know them more like one-on-one and ask them lots of questions, but they were white, so I couldn't really see how I could go about like doing my makeup in the same way that they're contouring. Like, how do I, a person who has no experience with makeup, like I was a femme, but I wasn't like a high femme, you know? I feel um, you. I feel you. Right? It's like so basic like, eyeliner and all that, right? Yeah. I was a quick, <laughs> I was an eyeliner mascara kind of gal you know uh foundation if i was lucky and i was just so interested in it because i was starting to like starting to really think about how my presentation is or like how i feel within my gender i started to do drag because i felt like i was performing femininity when i was going out on dates with uh, certain people especially at the time i was dating someone who was more mask I was thumbing myself up more and it didn't feel like me. Mm. So playing around with drag, I got to kind of see like, oh, I have like this masculine energy in me that's been waiting to be shown and that I can play around with in this character. So in being my drag king persona, which my name is Buster Hyman, I was able... (laughs) I love how nonchalant you were with that. Like, okay, it's Buster Hyman. Let's not talk about the pun right there. (laughs) It always like makes me laugh when people like clue into what I'm saying. Yes. Um, But yeah, I get into this character and it was through doing more and more drag and like learning how to make my face more masculine that I was like, oh, I actually like this. I started buying more like masculine clothes for my character that I was being. Mm-hmm. But then I started wearing them outside of it. And I was like, actually, this is mad comfy. I was just about you know? to ask, like, because mm-hmm. I mean, from the time that I've known you now, mm-hmm. these past couple of months, because I think we came across each other in a chat in Clubhouse, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Would you say that you are now identifying more as... You know, I hate the word to be honest, but if it's like we're gonna identify, mm-hmm. would you say you're more stud than mm. femme, or do you just like there's no identity of what I'm wearing kind of thing? Because I don't know how it is for folks who are non-binary. Do they, mm-hmm. you know, do they attach to the word stud 
even though it's more referring to you as like the lesbian community, lesbian mm-hmm. black community. Let me be yeah. Anytime someone uh, calls me a stud, I feel honored because <laughs> I'm always like, I, I get mixed things. Like people will meet me in person and maybe I'm more feminine that day or um, yeah, just like my voice can be more feminine, my actions or what people identify as feminine. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I've never called myself a stud per se. I just, I just say I'm non-binary. I just play, I'm very fluid with my gender and my identity and how I dress. But lately, and I think through the pandemic and getting to know myself better, I feel a lot more comfortable in what people would say were men clothes or masks appearing. Um, yeah, that feels more aligned with my soul. I like that. That's mm-hmm. deep as hell because, you know, people don't really understand. It's like being a part of this community per se. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot rides on. And I was just literally talking about it with the young, not young woman, but the lady that came over last night. We were talking about mm-hmm. it today, this morning, and how, you know, people really are so like fixated on what they see on the type of clothing that they will just Mm -hmm. assume that okay well if they dress like a guy they gotta you know be trans or you know if they're non-binary but they're dressing feminine they want to be approached in feminine ways Mm -hmm. and I'm like that's not the case though it's not the case at all I think people forget all the time that we're all just humans like underneath all this clothes I still got titties I still got a pussy people think like automatically because I dress for a mask I don't like penetration oh strap the fuck up yes (laughs) yeah ooh I know like it's it's really interesting because it's like as much as I'm like uh, don't put me in a box don't like don't assume anything i'm also just like it's safe to ask people questions absolutely absolutely so when you're crossing over into the drag world you know now Mm -hmm. as we've been talking about you know identity through clothes you know there's some people of course if you are you know a penis owner Mm -hmm. you will tape it up Mm -hmm. you know now when you are putting on the more masculine persona do you Mm -hmm. wear packing or do you, yeah. you know, do you go full on? Because I know some folks, non-binary or not, when they're taking on the masculine roles, they they full on dedicate themselves. They'll get the packing, you know, mm-hmm. they'll tape down everything the whole night yeah. to give it that masculine, you know, feature. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I pack and I pack heavy because I'm trying to be very exaggerated in the same way that um, drag queens will be over exaggerating what the stereotypical woman looks like. I'm making sure I look like I have at least a 15 inch dick under all this. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. You cannot see my face, but I went from being calm, cool, collected to being like, God damn, show's Go. over. I'm booking my flight. <laughs> I have done shows where, um, you know, those balloons that people throw to, like, make different animals. I've, like, put one on the side of my legs so that people are, like, very much... I'm trying to vary, you know, like, it's kind of like... a fuck you to the like the queens that are like transphobic and like yes. all those things you know because I'm just like well look at you are doing your thing I'm doing mine and I also really like to fuck around with gender um I used to bind and I used to like make my chest more flat for drag but then because of the dancing that I'm doing and I my drag king persona is, a, is he specifically does um, Jamaican drag, like <gasps> just music that's Jamaican. So yes. I'm doing a lot of dancing. I'm shaking my ass lots, winding my waist. When I'm wearing a binder, because like for reference, like I'm a double D. So I have like a larger chest. So it's really hard to bind and be able to breathe. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I've just been more so embracing my chest but I did buy like I did start out buying binders before knowing that I identified as non-binary I was buying it for my drag persona and now I end up wearing it when I'm going out and stuff and I want my chest to be more flat for whatever I'm wearing oh my goodness so it's been a really interesting journey because my friends did tell me before I started drag because a lot of drag kings especially are non-binary or trans men etc and they were telling me they're like once you start drag 
you might find something else about yourself. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only to find out later, like, oh, half of this is performance. Half of this is actually my identity. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, especially here in L.A. too. And being exposed to the drag culture, of course, in WeHo. And I'm glad that you had pointed out because I do get still, and I've, I've said this very vocally um, time and time again on the show, when especially I'm talking about the LGBTQ plus community. It angers me, but yet I do love it at the same time. But I want to see more of our folks out there. I don't mm-hmm. see us being represented as much. Or if we are represented, it's like there's a certain imagery you don't see a yeah. lot of like stud, you know, drag kings. You mm-hmm. see the very flamboyant, gay, trans women in drag mm-hmm. who are black. But you do yes. not see the opposite. Even mm-hmm. um, what's that show that was on HBO and it had Shangela and um, Jesus Christ. Bob. Oh, the queens from RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes. They did mm-hmm. a show where they were going to like small towns and bringing the gay culture to these small towns for, you know, those oh. in the community. It's it's great. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like, it was the same thing. Now, one of the episodes was very interesting because they went to a town that was mostly um, indigenous folks. Okay. And, you know, they were talking about being... I don't want to say the word Native American, but being, you know, more brown skin on that aspect of being indigenous and embracing gay culture, embracing, you know, cross-dressing even. Mm -hmm. And it was just fascinating because they even went into the history of, you know, the early days where the men were very flamboyant in the way that they were dressed from the headdresses, you know, being the leaders of these groups. And it was kind of crossing over into um, drag per per se. And even when you look deeper into the history of drag, you know, people tend to forget that it was mostly a male-centered, you know, thing. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. considered, oh, this person's gay. It was just the fact that women, Volvo owners, could not act on stage. Yeah. So it crossed into, you know, cross-dressing drag as we know it now. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, as it evolved and came to America and, of course, you know, hitting New York, San Francisco, then that culture of drag ballroom, what we see in Paris is burning, especially amongst our folks. It is what it Mm -hmm. is today. But again, the representation is still it's not there 1000%. And and it makes me wonder why, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, why do we have to like go dig? Even just like when I was finding graphics to use for the show and I wanted to use like a drag, you know, type of background. I'm like, damn, (laughs) there are black folks, but where's the black folks on Canva? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to use black bodies and we don't see that. It's crazy. It's so crazy to me. So I'm glad that you were bringing that up because, again, it's like here you are in Canada even and you you said it. The representation, it's there, but it's not there. Uh-huh. It's not there. So when you're creating yeah. these spaces, I mean, you you have a gag of them. Um, strapped. What is strapped, yeah. by the way? So strapped is a party that I created in August of 2019 it was supposed to be a one-off and it was exactly like you said there wasn't the representation in Toronto the last lesbian bar had closed a couple months before oh wow and there just wasn't a space for queer women and non-binary and trans folks and I created this workshop to kind of bring all the ones that I did know all the event organizers that I knew together to be like hey like let's make a space and like if you need help let me help and no one really took the initiative to make anything happen. So I was like, you know what? Let me make a party. I'm going to make sure that it's black as fuck, queer as fuck. And I'm going to bring on a black lesbian stripper and just shake yes. <laughs> Toronto, you know, see what it's like, see how they feel. And um, people compared it to, uh, what was that place? There was that, it was an American 
they did a show on it recently. It's like a documentary about this like lesbian strip club, a black lesbian strip club. Do you know what I'm talking about? The oh, name always escapes me. Oh, I think I remember what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it was out in LA, correct? Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There were two, so, and then of course mm-hmm. you know with the rise of um, P Valley, I think it yeah. coincide with the with the release. Mm-hmm. I know which one you're talking about, but I yeah. I'm drawing a blank myself. Yeah. Well, like people compared it to that, and I was like just happy to be able to make the space, and I was just doing it as a one off to again be like maybe it'll push someone else, you know, to do it. But I think um, after doing it that one time, people want to see more, and. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to keep depending on other people to do it. I'm just going to do it myself. I love it. Let's see where it goes. And now we're going into our second year. We stayed relevant throughout the pandemic. And now we're going back to having in-person parties. We just did something, a big, cute um, beach party on Friday. And so many beautiful black women and brown folks came out. It was such a, a lovely time. I had a little cry after. Oh, <laughs> Y'all, it's okay to cry. When you see that it success, is. like, I, oh, man, I'm I'm so, like, you know, even though we're still very much in a pandemic, I mm-hmm. really want to get out there and just, like, that's the thing that annoys me, too, is, like, there's not a lot of brown space out here. You would mm-hmm. think that in L.A. there would be spaces exactly and it's like i was even talking about this with ho on the go naya to find black polyamory you know communities it's very hard out here because everybody Mm -hmm. you know crosses the line into polygyny and all that even just Mm -hmm. like again finding a club dedicated to black queer folks Mm -hmm. you gotta dig and a lot of it is underground so it's like okay i'm gonna be a little skeptical if it's underground and not it's not really mainstream mm-hmm. you know and you go down to weho it's like west hollywood again the space is there but it's not there you know what i mean i don't feel 100 seen because mm-hmm. there's like drops droplets but it's not a black as fuck event like I said, I need to make flight. <laughs> yeah. I need to make the a trip. The only thing that I've seen like this is there's like um, in places where there is a larger like black community, like in Brooklyn, like I've learned a lot from folks there. There's like a group called the Ratchet Realm. Um, but yeah, the space is so hard and rare to find that anyone, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, hmm, maybe I should make a space, do it. Please. You really never know how many people are thirsty for this. You know? Absolutely. And especially now more than ever, like, let's be honest, last year, you know, with racial tensions being high, we're frustrated as fuck being in this pandemic, being deprived on so many different levels of connections. It's like now more than ever, I really want to find more folks like me out in my community. Mm -hmm. You know, people give me shit all the time. They're like, Saf, you don't have anybody of color as your girlfriend, boyfriend. I'm like, that's not the case. It's just, I don't have a solid black partner in my rotation. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend is Latinx, you know? other people I mess in besides the two white guys I have in my life like I'm an open opportunist but to Mm -hmm. find that community to find people who are like me it's hard and I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's it's like that in the drag community too it's like we have to think about the oppression that our people have based on so many different levels even Mm -hmm. when it comes to being in drag and coming out it's like one thing to come out being gay yeah then oh shit you want to come out and say i'm non-binary i dress in drag and i'm black Mm -hmm. that's a whole lot of pills for folks to swallow if they're not understanding and can relate to that Mm -hmm. for you does your are you fully out with your family like what's the dynamic there so i've been fully out for a couple years now with my family and they've been like really supportive my family is very jamaican and very like christian based so it took them a lot of time to understand they still aren't completely understanding of me being non-binary and what that means they'll give they'll still call me by like my like 
they'll still do the she her and mm-hmm. stuff like that and in that context I don't mind because I'm like uh, they're old you know like and it's mostly within queer community that I want to hear these things outside of it absolutely like I don't really care too much like in my day job uh, call me she her you're paying me you know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel it I feel it you know so they've been really accepting and supportive and I couldn't ask for anything more from them I love it so mm-hmm. what about it when you are in drag like where does it take you What what is that headspace like you know as you were saying you know you've been embracing you know all aspects of yourself like coming into mm-hmm. your own of this this <laughs> Buster Hyman yeah like mm-hmm. You know, does Buster Hyman make appearances outside of the ballroom or is it does he strictly just keep it in ballroom? You know, do you take Buster out on dates, play dates even like that would be interesting. No, I do just keep it mostly to like when I'm in that character, like as I'm being Buster, um, when I take it off, I'm not Buster anymore. But it's very much like um a more masculine side of myself. Um, I do see bits and pieces of it when I'm in the bedroom and stuff like that. Um, but Buster as a whole is just a very, like, that Jamaican man who'd be on the street calling you down, telling you, wow, I love your body, you look good, um, come sit next to me, your, hot, is, your body is looking healthy. Um, just that very stereotypical Jamaican man who is married but is still looking for more. Oh, please you know, give, give, to- us, give us a taste. I want to. I want a okay. taste of of Buster, please. Buster, his hips, the way they move, they are almost hypnotizing. He is definitely a man who is looking to spread his seed. Um, he is on the hunt to have as many wives as possible because life is short you know and he's got a lot to give um and yeah he's just one of those people with really great sweet words um when I started out doing drag and I just made my um account I would jokingly um with consent <laughs> send my friends um just pictures of like <laughs> Buster's dick friends <laughs> um so at the end of the show you have full consent to send whatever imprints you know listen I'm lonely tonight I'm gonna be alone tonight I'm looking at the harness but I'm like I can't harness myself so you know shit my dick was supposed to be on a flight tonight but um damn damn hurricanes got that's fucked up oh no yes yes I got quotas to fill she she gets hungry after 12 hours okay well Buster's got a hurricane for you oh shake up your whole (laughs) hold on let me I smoked a little bit but shit I need a drink Jesus Christ Mm. Lord have mercy see I knew this was about to be a show I knew it I know the earbuds are listening they're like Saf you better stop it okay I know a few of them are going to be messaging me like you trying to fuck on air stop it (laughs) maybe I am god damn it I'm unfiltered as fuck <laughs> Whew, talking about busting hymen. Let let's get into it. Busting hymens. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. So I I love this because whenever I get into a strap on conversation, now first and foremost, I've never talked about um, full on like an episode on strap on sex on mm-hmm. airplane. I've talked about strapping up. I've talked about being strapped on, but. Let, let's just get down. So we were talking a little bit between like a harness, the briefs. There's even a thong. There are many different types. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, for me, I like a crossover of like the harness or the thong piece, mostly leather. Um, mm-hmm. Because let's face it, the cloth ones. Yeah, you're going to have to wash it in the wash. And to me personally, they get a little bit worn and they get worn down eventually you know the more you use it and the more you wash it it gets worn down meanwhile with the leather get a toothbrush some soap some detergent leave it out for a couple hours dry it off it's boom get Mm -hmm. um you know leather oil to keep it nice and shiny and it's good to go now 
you were saying that you like to strap one on. Do you like to receive the strap as well? Or are you mostly the giver? I am a hard switch, but I'm, I mostly switch when I know the person knows what they're doing. Like, I don't like to ever be... And I've been in this situation before where I've been someone's first or they're like, oh, I want to like try it out. And I don't, I don't enjoy it. I want, like if someone's going to strap me, they have to like come with the full confidence, like even lying, you know, like <laughs> that itself will turn me on. I just get a lot of like pleasure out of knowing that the other person is receiving a lot of pleasure. Absolutely. So knowing that they're having a wonderful time is great to me. Um, I mostly like don't orgasm without penetration. So for me, it's like part of what I need for it, but I'm still just like open to like trying all the things and doing all the things. That's interesting. So I've mm -hmm. I definitely have heard, you know, people are like, you know, when I'm giving the pleasure, I usually don't orgasm. Me, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like a hair trigger. It turns me on. Like I saw it. <laughs> So TMI, I saw some residue for myself this morning and I'm like, really? Did I do all that mess? Like, uh -huh. all right, <laughs> shit, it's been a while. But like I mm -hmm. saw the residue of my cum on the backside of it because, yeah, I, you know, I've never tried a double ended dildo. I feel that's kind of weird on the strap on uh -huh. part because I'm like, I like to fuck hard. Um it's weird when you get a partner and maybe you could you like we could talk about this is it weird for you like if you're strapped on because one you technically can't feel how deep you are going into somebody mm -hmm. so it's like they'll say slow it down but i'm like oh is that a little bit too slow like are you dead <laughs> like yeah. are you receiving the same pleasure because this i don't feel anything i don't know what's going on mm -hmm. so like there was a point last night you know, I'm like trying to position, but there are some points where I'm like, sh she became pillow princessy, and I don't like uh, that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, lie back and take it, but can you like wiggle a hip or two? Something. Throw it back. <laughs> like, Moan or something. Something. Like a, a sound. Something. Mm -hmm. And then, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's too deep. Well, how was I supposed to know? How would you know? How would you know? Oh my God. It's just, it's very interesting whenever, you know, you get a partner and it's like you're ready to go it puts you in a different mindset like me i mm -hmm. understand i understand why men are getting tired it's a lot of work it is especially if you uh, like didn't plan properly and your your harness is all tangled up that's why honestly like i've been big into the boxers drag it on um, my friend has this company called Pack Animal Company, and he makes he's a trans, he's a black trans man, and he makes all of these like underwears where you can add it with the harness in there, and you can have a little flap on the sides so that you can like do your thing. It's so I'm so writing this great. down. You said Pack Animal, Pack Animal, mm -hmm. Pack Animal. Okay, so so good. Um, and if you are like for me, like. I'm plus size, so just hitting him up and being like, "These are my sizes. Can you, can you make me something?" Absolutely. You know, I'm glad and, you brought that because yeah, mm -hmm. it's annoying when you have the thick thighs. Because yeah. I too, I'm plus size. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, some people are like, "No, you got to be like at least a 15, 14, 16. I'm like, "No, I'm like considered a size zero to one because mm -hmm. of my thighs." Yes, and exact even like, same here. Yeah, and I don't know, like. I know that you said with the briefs mm -hmm. for me with the harness I hate how low it doesn't like you know what I mean it doesn't yeah. fit the fupa mm -hmm. so with the, mm -hmm. the briefs how it what's the fupa ratio so I like am able to kind of like like I like a high waist kind of situation where I can put tuck mine in so being able to have that and pull it up I'm able to like adjust more and then it's like the the strap on will be more towards like where my clit is so then I can feel a bit of something mm -hmm. instead of it just being like ah, I don't know what's going on hope right. you like it right exactly <laughs> so it's like you know people ask me all the time they're like oh does it turn you on I was like you know if you position it right enough if it hits like right above like where my clit is mm -hmm. if the harness is hitting that and the girl is positioned in a spot where I can do it because I don't strap on guys mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, it could definitely feel good. And then I'll start mm-hmm. feeling a cessation. But I've even been creative where, you know, if I didn't have a harness, um, and that's even more tiring because then it, the shit just, you're holding it with one hand yeah. and you're trying to hold on to them on the other mm-hmm. or trying to like hold it in between your legs and then everything pops out. You know, there's um, there's also I've learned recently there's like a hand harness that you can buy. I've seen the hand harness, and then and I then almost bought a thigh one. strap. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I do love to. Yes, folks, here we go. Let's get into some lesbian sex 101. <laughs> um, you can absolutely stimulate somebody just by knee fucking them or thigh fucking them. Mm-hmm. Think about the power that you have in your legs, in your hands, even. <sighs> It's so hot to me. It's hot yeah. when you match that same energy. It's not just about like tripping, but when you're using your entire body, even just mm-hmm. like I've used my forearm and not my fingers before and just rubbing it against the clit mm-hmm. or, and then sliding my fingers up, you know, we forget mm-hmm. that you can use different aspects of your body yeah. without tools. Mm-hmm. Like I am a person who's like, like in naming my party strapped, it came from the fact that like I own a lot of them because I'm just like, oh, I have different sizes. And I like used to make jokes with my friends, like I stay strapped because I'd always like I'd go to parties and events, I'd have like two or three in my bag. But you, you show up you in like a know. bandolier. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little backpack. Because you never know. You never know what you might get into. Yes. But one of my favorite ones, so I own 15. But my favorite one is the strapless strap. Have you ever tried one of those? A strapless strap? Wait, what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? Yes. Hold up. Go into my <laughs> Mercy, uh, this home, does not happen. <laughs> I mean, you, you can definitely get up and show. I mean, this is show and tell. I'll I'll describe it to the listening audience, but I'm I'm curious. I don't have it on me right now. Like okay. I I'm not at home currently, but Ooh, are, you, are, you at a, are you at a booty call's house? Did you did you <laughs> maybe, visit it or something? Maybe. Oh, I feel even more special. This is now the second <laughs> guest in a row. Last me, my guest was in the bed with some white chick and didn't oh, acknowledge her. And I'm like, bro, you were you getting it in and forgot we had a show today? <laughs> Imagine just oh my god. <laughs> Pussy's just stuffed at the moment. Yeah, it's like, what's going on? What you mean you got a radio show to do? <laughs> just, just chill in the bed, babe. It's all good. Yeah, just quiet. <laughs> Get back to you in a minute. Oh, babe. But the strapless strap, the way it's, uh, it's like the way that you hold it is instead of it being in a harness, right? You have a piece that's in your like vagina and then an external part that goes into your partner so So basically i'm cake like i do my kegels to hold mm -hmm. it in but depending on the one that you get because first for me this one that i bought it um it's quite large the part that goes in like wide like girthy so it's able to stay in there like no problem except when you start to get really really wet then it might like right slip slip out (laughs) yeah but it even has vibration functions but it's just the vibration while all this is happening is too much but it's similar to almost like a double-ended dildo in the sense that but this one like is staying in you a lot better um but that one when used right really really fun especially if you're like in a position where you're riding and um yeah, it's a very fun time. Oh, so many yeah. options. There really are so many out options. Like even when I was listing out some, I was like, I feel like there's more. Like um, even just like the style. Like I said, I like more of a, a thong harness because I like to. I like the feeling of where my butt is kind of uplifted, but uh, also where it's like tied enough against my pussy. So if I am like you know laying down for instance or even just like giving it to her from the behind i could still feel it like that that pulsation coming down to my clit where Mm -hmm. i'm like totally aroused and then again it puts me in that more masculine (laughs) energy like i i have fully noticed now i'm like the my femininity is out the door when i put the strap on i become a fucking man it's once you strap, you can't go back. Oh my god! And I'm just like, oh, okay. This is 
Ooh. <laughs> no, Strav has changed my whole life. <laughs> it, oh my God, it really has. Like even, what was it? A couple weeks ago, I was with my girlfriend. She's listening and she's going to remember this, but this was the first time I've actually strapped her. Okay. And she, you know, so she let me wear her harness and she's like, you know, I have never let anybody just fuck me with my strap. And this is fucking hot. I was like, I've been uh, wanting to do this to you. And it was all sensual. Like, we we got, like, a nice little rock playlist going on. And cute. she likes it very, like, nice and slow that leads up to nice, like, fast pace. And Ooh. I'm just, like, gripping her from... Um, from her backside she was on her back so I'm like pulling her in more intimate and it's just like it's something about feminine beings Mm -hmm. you take on that role of being more masculine in the bedroom you know strapping up in the bedroom it it does make me feel a little bit more masculine Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like that energy it's so different versus like if you were you know with a man per se and getting digged down it's like for me I'm more submissive so for me mm-hmm. to take on a very dominant role one I don't get dominant often mm-hmm. but when I do it's a, it's an it's an end game it's a wrap <laughs> it's a wrap it sounds very hot <laughs> it, it, listen I don't I don't mind showing folks <laughs> I, I love to to give a show, you know, when the setting is proper. I will not mm-hmm. set up an account because I, you know, I got I got images to upkeep. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you see me at a party now, I'm like excited because I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go to another sex party and like full on strap up in front of you know somebody. I'm really trying to strap the host of this hostess of the parties that I go to because she's very like video vixen vibe she wears like these diamond encrusted bikinis that just expose everything and I'm just like one of these days (laughs) (laughs) one of these days I'm going to have the right to brag that I got to fuck the hostess like Mm -hmm. please Please let it be. I love done. that for you. Sending <laughs> you all manifesting this for you. Please, I'll receive it gladly. <laughs> so with the briefs also, um, is there like a size where you feel like it's like too big or too heavy? Because I know, you know, when we're choosing dildos, like let's give some mm-hmm. tips and tricks for folks. When you're mm-hmm. picking out the perfect dildo to harness ratio, do you have any suggestions on like the size, the width? the weight you know there's the realistic ones that are a lot more softer mm-hmm. and then there's also of course the suction based dildos that sometimes even have balls attached to mm-hmm. it so you know when people are considering to strap it for the first time what would you suggest so I feel because I've tried all the different things and then also in dating different people they have different preferences so I know that um, for me, having a thicker size, um, when I strap on, it's almost like it takes off an inch or two. So for me, I notice a lot of people are more into like around like six inches as like the beginning size that a lot of people like. And when, like because of my thighs, kind of gets in the way unless I'm doing like a, like a spread eagle kind of position yeah. um, you know it's like <laughs> so I like I like a nice eight to be like given to give to someone I like to do a nice size eight um but for someone who's just starting out um if you aren't plus size like me I would say a six and then play around with the different girth sizes um when you are strapping on though with a harness a lot of the times if it has balls it does take up a bit of space and Mm -hmm. can be a bit like awkward and a bit uncomfortable to put on um so i always do recommend the suction cup one because when the balls are there unless you are a person who um prefers that just for your own like personal needs I think that the suction cup ones are very great as a dual dual purpose because you can if you like to um, 
if you like to receive penetration, you can just pop out in the shower sometime and go at go to town. Absolutely. Um, and then it's very easy to go back onto the harness. So another thing I recommend is like when you're looking online for some, if you're hoping to have it go on a harness, just make sure that it says harness compatible or it's in that section when you're buying them. But if you're a person who likes girth, I feel like definitely go for that girth. Mm-hmm. For me, I really enjoy girth. For me, receiving size doesn't matter too much. I just want to feel something. You want to feel it around. I want to feel it around yeah. the balls. I feel mm-hmm. you. Because mm-hmm. like yeah. even like especially when it comes to strap-ons, mm-hmm. I oh, man, it also comes down to what it's made out of. Yes, yeah. The plastic ones they hurt because mm-hmm. they bend weird. It's not yeah. realistic. So when they bend, mm-hmm. it's almost like when you're bending um, like a plastic cup, you know, or just anything of a plastic handle where it kind of expands out and it has those sharp edges. That's what oh, happens yeah. with the dildos. It springs back. Yeah. In an unrealistic way. And it doesn't feel good when it springs back either. Like that thing mm-hmm. will hurt the bro- yeah. you know the bone and that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. out of commission. Right. Oh my God. Like there's this girl... Um, a couple years ago she came over and she was like I bought us a toy and I'm very like weary because my pussy is very sensitive you know from the condoms to any type of toy Mm -hmm. Um, I can't fuck around with latex at all Um, it has to be silicone or um, anything that's hypoallergenic Mm -hmm. Um, So even just like the soft ones, I have to be wary about because some of them have a powdery substance, even though, you know, you clean it off. It still has that powder residue Mm -hmm. and I can't do it. So she brought one over and it was sheer plastic. Like it was literally something that you would buy for a bachelorette party for shits and giggles. Not so much for insertion. And I was mad because, of course, like I left... I don't even think I had my like my dildos. I don't know where I put them at the time. I don't know why I didn't have them in San Diego at the time, but I did it. So, and the harness wasn't removable, so we really couldn't do anything. So when I was fucking her, it just kept dipping. I was like, "Are you okay?" Because I know this is this cannot feel good right now. Like, mm-hmm. just never again. Don't buy anything plastic from an adult no. novelty store. Okay? Don't do it. Just don't. Invest in a nice one, you know. I'm like, if you, uh, I would say, if you're not spending at least 60 up, no. Yeah. Even That's just like yeah. buying cheap dilt like harnesses, if it's not 40 and above, don't fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Because again, and if it's not made out of leather, you don't want something that's acrylic. Yes. Again, the material will bust after a few mm-hmm. months and then you're going to be upset. Yeah. Or, you know, like you said, with the briefs. Now, with the briefs, what I was also worried about is the elastic, um, the elasticity. Mm-hmm. So when you have those on, is it just like regular boxer briefs or like what is it? Or is it like the period panties where they're out of that more um, nylon stretch stretchy but more like breathable type Mm -hmm. of cotton almost yeah so it's like a stretchy material but where you put the um, strap there's an o-ring so it holds it in place really well because it's also wrapped in the material can you remove the o-ring can you change the o-ring like you can for a harness okay Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm So, yeah, so that O-ring, you use it like it's a harness. That's the part Okay. You use. So, yeah, I haven't had any problems with it. Very comfortable. I love that. Now, mm-hmm. also, we have to reiterate lubing. Yes, lube, lubing. Lube, lube, lube. <laughs> I know a lot of people like to be like, oh, you know, I, I stay wet, baby girl. <laughs> facts but also you know like it doesn't hurt no and it's a hell of a lot safer than fucking spit yeah oh my goodness like and i don't know about you but because i use my dildo not the strap on because the strap i think people sometimes do get confused when we're Mm -hmm. talking about a strap on we're talking about mostly the harness that you put the dildo through because Mm -hmm. most of the time when you go out and shop 
strap-ons are not always going to have the dildo attached to it. And if it does, yeah. that's why I said you got to be wary about mm-hmm. what type of dildo is attached to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're going harness shopping, like we said, there's the different ones. Um, the underwear lingerie type. So there's mm-hmm. one like uh, Marissa was wearing is more like briefy, but there are mm-hmm. ones for the femmes out there if they want more of like a lingerie kind of booty cheek out. Mm-hmm. They have those. Um, there's also the corset, which is more of like it's a big fat leather strap for where it goes above the waist, and then under where um underneath it has the little like butt harness that holds the the booty upright and then it almost looks like it has those um like garter belts those Mm -hmm. are more the corset and then of course there's what i prefer is the two strap or g-string so it's like a jock style and again Mm -hmm. harness is up almost uh, similar to the corset sometimes will hug the booty or not or it just simply goes around the back and then three strap jock kind of similar same thing but again three straps instead of just one big one and it might have two straps that will one hold the under booty the under the over the booty and then of course around your hip there we go different straps so Mm -hmm. choosing the right strap where was i going with this yes choosing the right strap um which i would say also be mindful because again i have a community dildo so you want to make sure you wash it properly. You want to mm-hmm. make sure that it's not porous. Oh my goodness. Yeah, people, I think, forget about these things a lot of the time and like will end up with like toys that have like little black spots on it. And that's bacteria. Throw it away. Yes, <laughs> throw it the fuck away. Don't mix it together with your other no. toys, especially if and you And also, yeah. like don't boil them. Like a lot of people thought that that's a thing. I boiled one once because I saw this on YouTube when I was just coming into community. There was that show called... Studville. Did you watch this? Oh, no, no. Oh, my gosh. It's so toxic. Oh, no. You can tell who grew up, like, what your first um, experience piece of community was based on uh, what you grew up watching. Like, if you were an L Word kind of girl or if you were a Studville or whatever show you watch. Um, But they talk about something called Johnson Soup. You put all all the dildos into one um, big pot and boil them up. um, My apologies. My cousin started calling midway and I'm like, bitch, I'm recording. (laughs) So my apologies at all if you hear a noise. (laughs) Yeah, because depending on the material, it can melt. And it's just not good. Just read whatever it says to clean it. Yes. And do the right thing because it's an investment. Even like putting them into a dishwasher, this is what I get upset about, about some sex educators. They don't tell people, they always say like, hey, you know, um, make sure to put them in the dishwasher. They don't tell you to put them on the top. Don't put that (laughs) shit on the bottom. Oh my goodness. I, I, f- I wouldn't even put mine in there. Like, Me either. I don't trust it. I don't trust no. it. No, and the soap that is used in there, it's not. I don't know if that's good to go into. Someone. I, I'm one thousand percent with you. Like I would just mm-hmm. go get good toy cleaner, mm-hmm. okay, and just soap in hands. Like if even yeah. if you don't want to touch it, even though it's your own juices mixed with your partner's weird. juices. Don't be weird about it. Yeah, don't be weird. <laughs> it's your toy. Yeah. It's your toy. Like the fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, get if you want, put some gloves on. Make sure the yeah. gloves aren't latex, especially if it's silicone, because mm-hmm. that shit will melt. Yeah. Believe it or not, the shit will melt. It's you know, a science. It is. <laughs> it really is. So I would just say barehand it, hot water, put the soap on it, lather it up like you would your hands do it a couple times and then just leave it out to dry yeah and then when you know it's time you know remove the lint because lint happens just get a baby Mm -hmm. wipe baby wipe that shit and there you go boom boom ready to go always wash it right after i unless you like really like a tire do knock out but just try to clean it as soon as possible i definitely took mine off last night threw it on the floor and i was like (laughs) i'm gonna wash it in the morning exactly you know i excused myself and i was like sorry i gotta go pee and i gotta go wash my dong so Mm -hmm, you just mm -hmm. sit pretty in the bed (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> and of course, because it is, if you have a community dildo, again, please wear a condom. Mm-hmm. Wear a fucking condom. I don't know how many women I've had, just people, I've had to tell them, like, yo, when it comes to strap-ons, if you know you're not going to just use it with your partner, and hell, even with your partner, I would still strap a condom on to be mm-hmm. honest like yes you can't get the person pregnant but again these toys can be porous yeah if you want to keep them long lasting mm-hmm. the condom also acts as a protectant you know yeah. mm-hmm. and it makes it a little bit easier too i personally feel like it makes it a little easier on the vagina than just like it does, having yeah. it there because it's not like a penis you know mm-hmm. so it's like a penis yeah you can directly put lube on for those who are fluidly bonded to their partner, I am not with any of my partners because I have HSV. Um, so I have to make sure to loop it up, but also it just mm-hmm. feels better with the condom. Mm-hmm. You know, slip inside, take a ride. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> In wrapping, Marissa, oh my God, I feel like I could talk to you to, uh, for hours. I love saying this about my guests, like those who I know I'm going to probably meet up in life or just like, I would love to bring you back on and talk more because mm-hmm. I feel like we can really just have a conversation for hours. Absolutely, I'm so down. But where can people get in touch with you? Where can they meet Buster? You know, mm-hmm. please plug in your shit, please. Really just got to follow me on socials. Um, a lot of things kind of pop up last minute for me. Um, but on Instagram, I am at Marissa Daddy, M-A-R-I-S-A, and then Daddy. And I am also on TikTok as the same thing, Twitter. But Twitter is where I get all in my feels, so maybe don't follow me there. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm about to get in your feels. I like, if you know what's so, I'm so bad. Because like, I was like, fuck, do they have a Twitter? And then I finally <laughs> went onto your website. I was like, fuck, I forgot to add them on Twitter and add the post. But I'm going to add you today. It's okay. I get okay. in my feels too. Listen, it's okay. Twitter's where it's at now, Eddie Bays. Fuck is. Instagram. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But, and if you want to find Buster, he is the Buster and then Hyman H I H no H I G H M A N. We're gonna add that onto the bio link. Um I think there was one more question I had to ask you. And I'm like blanking out because I as you were speaking, it kind of like revolved and I was like, fuck. Ah, are we going to get any more dates with daddy? Like, what's going on with that? Oh, yes. So I'm starting season two of my podcast, Date with Daddy. It's like an immersive one-on-one date experience with me. Um, you have to check it out to really get it all. But each episode, you are getting to know yourself more through dates with me. And I am starting my second season where I'm going to be interviewing some people one-on-one. I have you in mind. Uh, yes. No. Mm-hmm. We, we we are manifesting a date. Listen, yeah. you mm-hmm. had a date right now with me, but listen, I'm trying to get wine and dine by you. So yes, please. Let's do it. You have my yeah. number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to go on a date with you. <laughs> Amazing. We're going to make it happen. Yes, yes, yes. Well, as, oh my God, you guys, I can't believe we're closing out august but i have some news to tell the folks your girl's going on hiatus i need it very badly i need a break i need a break so after next week the show will not return until october 3rd yes september i'm taking a break um it's also you know the bewitching into my spooky holiday so yeah i need a break i got things to do you know, we all need to take, thank you. We all need mental breaks. So I am closing out next week with Slippery When Wet on Instagram. They're gonna come on to the show and close out August with us. And then October, I already have it full. It's ready to go. October's guests are gonna be great. We're gonna be covering everything from breast cancer awareness to some more polyamory chats. It's gonna be great. Marissa, I can't thank you enough. Like <laughs> it was hot. I'm turned on. I want some Buster Hyman. I want the high man to bust all over me. Like the whole nine. Like. <laughs> Look at me. I'm out so of pocket. 
but this has been such a great time i knew it would be thank I, you so much for having me on you are more than welcome anytime you are now a certified earbud and i hey. look forward to hopefully linking up with you and checking out one of these events so again mm -hmm. check them out at marissa daddy and of course check me out at M-S-R-A-D-I-O-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E Look at me, I'm flustered now I can't look at you no more <laughs> Ms. Radio Sapphire As Sapphire's ear play And of course it's Ms. Radio Sapphire on Twitter Because you know, that's the easiest way to find me Where I'm not getting shadow banned Where people are not dipping out And losing interest in me I don't know what the fuck's going on, on social media But shit, I'm gonna be gone for a month I probably will have no followers by the end But it's all good <laughs> But remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. Until next week, good night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Now remember, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram, Twitter. For more earplay fun, go to iTunes, all podcasting platforms. <laughs>